add a bit of sunshine to your home with Easy Living Furniture's Garden Furniture Sale with stunning dining sets, cracking egg chairs and relaxing sun loungers that are in stock and ready for delivery there really is something for everyone and with an extra 10% off sale prices and free delivery over 399 now really is the time to let your garden shine Garden Sale now on Visit Easy Living Furniture Don't miss out Find your local store online at easylivingfurniture.ie Leia Healthcare Looking after you always Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry Welcome to the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Folks, it's my top 10 tips episode. We haven't done one for a while, so I thought it was about time we got one down and did it for you. This one is top 10 tips for motivation. How to stay focused and how to stay motivated when times get tough. Sometimes starting a health kick can be hard for motivation. Sometimes during a health kick can be hard for motivation. And other times, it's just difficult to get off the couch and get that exercise done or to eat healthier. And from 22 years doing what I do, I've learned lots of tips and tricks and tools along the way and seen what has worked for people and what has worked for myself to stay motivated and stay focused too. So let's get cracking. Get your pen and paper out and let's get the show on the road. Very first tip is about plan, review, plan and measure. So the key thing is putting a plan in place makes motivation so much easier. Now, I would say that I do like to plan things myself. I like lists and mapping things out on an Excel spreadsheet, but it does make it much easier to stay motivated. You're looking at your plan of action. You're seeing what you have to do. You're putting it into your schedule and into your diary and then making it happen. So that plan is really, really, really important. Have a look at what your goal is, what your target is. Why do you want to get fit? Why do you want to get healthy? Do you want to run a marathon? Do you want to lose weight for a dress or for, well, it used to be an event, not so much anymore. But, you know, what is the real reason with why you want to make that change? It all begins there. And then plan it out and map it out. So make your plan. How are you going to hit that target? So you start at the end point. So, for example, if your plan is to lose a stone, brilliant goal, really good. How are you going to do that? Well, to do that, you've got to lose X amount of weight over a couple of weeks to make that happen. Okay, so work that back. To each week, to each day, what simple changes do you have to make to your schedule or to make to your diary or to make to your food or your exercise intake to hit that goal? Once you do that, you have your plan in place, you kick into it for the first seven days, review it. Has it worked? What's worked and what hasn't worked? And tweak it. So plans are made to change. They're made to adapt. And especially around now, because I think times are tough. So, you know, perfect weeks don't really happen. And just doing your best is absolutely good enough. So review What has worked for you, what hasn't worked for you. That's important because by reviewing it and changing it, you're making adaptations that will work and building that new plan. And then finally, as part of this first point, it's measurement. So measure as much as you can about your health. So I've got a marathon coming up in about 10 weeks time, I think. So there's lots of measurement along the way, my 5K time, my 10K time, looking at my measurement from my runs in terms of my splits and all of that. And that makes it really interesting to see how I'm changing, how I'm adapting. Am I getting faster? Am I not? What do I need to change? That measurement is really important. If it's weight, if you listen to the show, you'll know we always say measure once a week in terms of weight, same time, same day. Wednesday's a really good day because if you've had a bad weekend, you can kind of get back on track by the time Wednesday comes around. Waistline is a really good thing to measure. It can be anything. It doesn't really matter. It's about measuring something. And by measuring, you're tracking your progress. And, you know, I always say to people, if you're a business, well, you measure your profit and loss. You measure your accounts. 
you measure your targets in terms of what you're aiming to do. But on a personal level, a lot of people forget about that and often forget to measure anything. So measurement is really important. And, you know, put together a spreadsheet on a computer if you like that, or even just write them down and track them same time, same day, once a week. And that plan, review, plan and measure is a really simple way to bring you through, to keep you motivated and keep you focused. And that change bit is really, really, really important. Tip number two, it's about well, your why. Your why has to be strong enough to get you around those tough days when you don't want to eat healthy, when you don't want to exercise. The why has to be far stronger than the excuses. So what is your why? Why do you want to get fit? And to ensure that it's for you, um, a lot of the tough times, people get in touch with the best intentions. Will you train my partner? Will you look after my, uh, you know, my husband or my wife? And well, we always say, look, get them to, to, to ring us first, to contact directly. And that's really important. And getting fit for someone else is very difficult to do. I think it's got to be for the right reasons and you have to want to do it yourself. And that's really, really, really crucial. So finding your why and spending a little bit of time on it. So don't rush into getting healthy. Spend some time analyzing why you want to do that and why you want to make that happen. And putting that time into it will make all the difference in terms of motivation long term. It always does. Tip number three, the 1% rule. If you listen to the Atomic Habits episode with James Clear, you'll know how, how that 1% rule is really important. Small changes over the course of a long period of time adds up to greater things. Make some small adaptations and small changes to your day and to your week. And that's what you're looking for. And analyze those things. So to your food, what small changes can you make? To your exercise, what small changes can you make? Making those small, simple changes is much more effective in the long term than hard, drastic changes over the course of a short period of time. So the 1% rule is crucial. And it can be really, really simple stuff. It can be getting uh, out of bed a little bit earlier. It can be getting your exercise done at a certain time of the day. It can be having water at your desk. It can be surrounding yourself with positive people. The 1% rule is a really, really simple thing to do and makes a massive difference to your overall health. Tip number four is a vision board. If you haven't got a vision board or you haven't done one before, first things first, don't be afraid of it. Um, It's a really simple way to keep yourself reminded while you're doing something. My own vision board is in the inside of my diary. I've got three very simple business goals and three very simple personal goals. And I look at those at least once, twice, maybe three times a day. Uh, I take, I've got pictures of of what those goals are, what those goals look like. And a vision board is very much that. It's a collection of your thoughts visually for your health goals. And it's a really simple way because you look at it, you reflect upon it, you see it time and time and time and time again. And it does help you stay on track and stay motivated. A classic one, uh, you'll all know this one, will be a wedding, for example. Weddings are incredible goals for people, particularly for the bride and for the groom. It's a big day. They want to look their best. And whenever brides or grooms get in touch, you know they're very motivated, they're very focused. Their vision is that day that they're getting married. And that is a really powerful vision. And it all they always adhere to the advice really, really, really well because that vision is so strong in terms of what they want to do. So create that vision. And when you're doing it, so, you know, even if, it, if it's photographs, if it's cutting out things from magazines and newspapers and stuff like that, once you've done that, don't hide it away. Make it visible. Place it somewhere where you're going to see it time and time and time again. Because when you see it, even subconsciously, 
it just keeps you focused and keeps you motivated. And it's, it's a little bit of fun to do as well, which is always nice. Number five is um, do it together, not alone. So by doing it together, it can make it so much easier. Working towards a common goal, either as a family, uh, as two partners in a relationship, as a group of people, even though we are restricted and there are restrictions there, by working together as a group, that can make things easier. Um, I know you're going to hate the next statement that I'm going to say, but that WhatsApp group, I have two or three of them, the people who I train with for different sports. It's really helpful because you just work off each other and bounce off each other and keep each other going in the right direction. Strava is another really good one in terms of for exercise, um, for exercise driven goals. Strava is an app that uploads all your data from your, your GPS watch. There, you, you, you follow people and people follow you. And that group support of well done on your run and well done in your session is really powerful. And it definitely makes a big difference. And it's, it, it's, uh, it tracks automatically, which is really handy too. So when doing it together, surround yourself with people who are going to help you do better, whether it's to be fitter, whether it's to be healthier. Surround yourself with those who are going to empower you to do better. And that's a really important thing. Sometimes it can be difficult to do, I get that, but it is important to surround yourself with people who will make you better and make you healthier and make you be the best version of yourself. And it is really important to be able to have a look at that. So for example, I would have used it before. Uh, if your friends you know, spend every weekend in the pub, well, chances are you're going to spend every weekend in the pub. If your friends go hill walking and do healthy things like mountain biking and things like that, well, chances are you're going to do that. So whatever your direct group of friends do, whatever your direct network of family do, well, that's what you're going to do. And it is so much easier to be healthier and to hit some goals and to stay motivated when your people you surround yourself with are healthier as well. So spend some time, have a look at it. And, you know, sometimes if it's a family goal or one member of the family that wants to um, improve their health, key thing there is do it together, get together, talk about the goals, your targets. What are you going to do? And discuss it as a group and, and try and do it together as a group. It makes it so much easier going forward. Okay, deep breath. We've got five really simple tips for motivation that we've looked at already. The plan review, plan measure approach, your why and having the right why. The 1% rule, your vision board and doing it together, not alone. There's nothing rocket science to there. They're simple tips and simple tools that make a big, big difference to your health. As ever, you're listening to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. And we're very glad to have you on board for the session. And for all the episodes that we put out every single Thursday, we really appreciate such big numbers in terms of our listening figures, between 25 and 35,000 listens per show that we do. And thank you so much for tuning in. Let's keep it going. Keep on, uh, keep on rocking. Number six is realize that, you know what? Progress is not a straight line. And it's really important to realize that. So, in terms of progression towards your goal, there will be days, there will be weeks where you just don't feel it. Uh, you're having a bad day and you're, whatever your target, whatever your goal is, goes out the window. And there are days like that. And the thing to realize is that's perfectly normal and perfectly fine. Perfection, I'm not sure it exists. Unless you're one of the extremists. I've been there uh, when I was doing Ironman triathlons many, 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 many years ago. Uh, that obsessiveness, that, that, that the, the, the obsessive perfection I'm not sure that's healthy too. I think it is totally normal that it, things don't go in a straight line. And it's cool to accept the fact that, you know what, that's okay. And not put yourself under pressure. There's enough going on in the world at the minute that you just accept the fact that it will be tough. There will be some curves in the road, but that's 
totally normal and not to beat yourself up if and when that happens it's it's just it's perfectly normal and it's perfectly cool perfection you're not aiming for it just aim to do your best every single day and that's all you can do and some days you conquer it and some days you very much don't and both are perfectly fine in terms of working together um, the the fifth one that we talked about one of the things there is that accountability component of it i meant to chat about it when i mentioned it but it is important that that accountability uh, partner or group or you know it's 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 someone to answer to and that's really nice sometimes whether it's good bad or indifferent having that accountability is really really important Tip number seven for motivation is creating your own events. We've done that last year, myself and Simon, who I run with. We did a marathon uh, last May, and we have another one coming up this May, this end of May this year. That's our own random event, uh, whether it's a 2K restriction or a 5K restriction or whatever the restriction is going to be, hopefully none, we are going to do our marathon. It's our little event. We just picked the date. We got a medal done up, uh, one for each of us with our names on the back of it. And uh, it's a really nice way just to be focused. I have the medal somewhere over here on the, on the, on the wall in my room. And I will, I will accept the medal when we complete the event. It's fun. It's a bit of banter, but it is creating our own events. And whether it's a 5K, whether it's an Operation Transformation style weigh-in group, uh, whatever it may be, creating your own event is a really good way to stay focused. And it can be anything. Just pick a date, work towards it, and it just makes it really easy to get out for that run, get out for that session, because you have something to work towards. And that's really, really important. Tip number eight is make it fun. Sometimes people's approach to health can be really serious and drastic and tough and challenging. And I think it's too challenging. I think sometimes you have to just make it fun, make it a bit of crack. If you are following online classes, for example, for the minute, there's loads of people out there who are uh, having really fun versions of classes. The kind of 80s Jane Fonda vibe is back back in vogue. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be the same old boring stuff. That's what I'm trying to say. You can make it fun, make it enjoyable. Just pick the stuff that works for you and you shake it up every now and again. So the beauty of it, one of the best things of the last 12 months and everyone being at home is people's usage of online. People are, it's totally normal now doing a yoga class or a PT session online. That's a regular thing to do. We're prior to COVID. We had a couple of clients who were doing it, but very, very few people really wanted to have a go at it. So the beauty of that is the world is your oyster in terms of classes. You can do absolutely anything and you can do it anywhere in the comfort of your own home. So try different stuff, have a bit of crack with it and change it up every as much as you possibly can. That change component is really important in terms of your overall health, because it keeps you interested, it keeps you engaged, and it just keeps you kind of, you know, motivated and going forward, because it's different. So try new classes, try fun classes, and have a little bit of crack with it. That is absolutely important. Tip number nine, reward. That reward component then is, um, for me anyway, is really important. So I like to pat myself on the back. I've done well, I've done good. So I'm going to reward myself with whatever. Everyone's reward is different. It could be a book. It could be, it'll be sad, but like a pair of sports socks or something like that. But that ability to reward yourself is really, really important. You've set a target. You've worked really hard. You've completed that target. And that's where the reward kicks in. And that goal reward cycle is one of the keys for longer term motivation. So goal, reward, then new goal, reward, new goal, reward. That's how you do it. Set your targets. Pat yourself on the back when you hit your targets and set new, tar- new targets and just keep moving on. And that's one of the easiest ways to stay motivated in the long term. Tip number 10 
is around, and this is an interesting one, it's around social media, actually. So sometimes I think that social media can be a demotivator. So it's looking at an Instagram account, at a profile of a, an influencer or one of those types who post photographs of themselves looking amazing and living their amazing lives in their amazing corner of their house or their the inside of their car, whatever, that it looks so incredible that it becomes a demotivator because you can't believe you're not doing the same or that you're not living that life or running that time or looking like that. And I think it's really important to pick your social media uh, pages that you follow. Uh, anyone who listens to the show uh, for, uh, for the last couple of years will know I do take issue and I do think it is a negative but following those accounts. So filter your social media accounts time and time and time again. I do it every week um, because I think it's important that I follow people who empower me to be better, to enrich my life, improve my life, not make me feel bad because of an angled photograph or a filtered photograph or an adjusted photograph, even worse, uh, that makes me feel bad that I don't look like that or I'm not like that or I'm not on that airplane or in that hotel or the issue with, with those is you don't quite know what you're seeing and you don't quite know what you're looking at and how true that is. So I would say to look at the profiles you're following, look at how they make you feel and ensure that they make you feel better and they make you feel good because that's really important. And one of the things myself that I've done recently in the, over the course of the last few weeks and it has changed how I use social media and view social media is I've taken all the apps off my phone. So my Instagram and my Twitter accounts, they live on my iPad, they live on my Mac, on my desktop here, but they don't live on my phone because I was becoming obsessed with the quantity of time. I was just randomly scrolling. I'd be in a, I'd be, you know, sitting in the car in a car park waiting for someone randomly scrolling, watching TV, randomly scrolling, uh, out for a run and stop to take a photograph and I'd randomly scroll. It was ridiculous. So what I decided to do was I, I started with Twitter first of all, because Twitter became a very negative space. So I kind of just took that off and put it onto my iPad. And I've done the same with Instagram. And it had absolutely changed how I use social media, how I view social media, and the impact of social media on my mood, on my, on my mental health, because it's not on my phone. It's a conscious decision to go to my iPad or turn on my computer and check the app and check... Um, and check the, and just look at it, and use it, and enjoy it, and one of the interesting thing was, I figured when I did that, that I would automatically see a big drop in terms of people who follow me, that actually hasn't happened, because I'm still posting content, the content I'm posting is probably a little bit better, because it's more, it's more, you know, there's a more bigger decision around it, and actually I've gained followers both on Twitter and on Instagram, uh, because I think of the quality of the content, I think we think we have to be there all the time, and on it all the time, because that's what a lot of the influencers do, because they're, they're, they're posting everything about their day and everything about their lives. For me, that was a negative thing. It was becoming, a, uh, when I saw my screen stats that come through every Monday on my phone and on my Mac, they were quite scary. So in terms of motivation, I decided to step back from that. And I, I think it's made a massive difference. And my challenge to you will be this. I tried it and it was challenging, but amazingly uh, life-changing. Try it. Do it today from listening to today's show. Go onto your phone, delete the app, uh, and don't worry. When you re when you reinstall it, everything is still there. It doesn't it doesn't uh, lose all the information. Uh, but take it off your phone, take it and put it on your iPad or put it on your desktop or your laptop. Try that for twenty four hours and see if you can do it, and just see what a difference. My screen usage went down eighty percent in a week when I took the apps off my phone. Eighty percent reduction in screen time on my phone. That is how much I was on it, but also that is the difference from changing it. 
And I do think in terms of motivation and staying motivated, for me, it's a really big thing that made a really big difference. So let's have a look at the top 10 tips. One, plan, review, plan and measure. Two, have a look at your why. Three, the 1% rule. Four, your vision board. Five, do it together, not on your own. And use that accountability as a really important way to stay healthy. Six is realize that it's not a straight line. It is going to be tough. Seven, create your own events and have a little, you know, make them fun, make them different. Uh, number eight is making it fun. Change up your exercise, do new stuff all the time. Nine, reward yourself. That is really, really important. And 10 is social media and ensure you're following accounts that really do improve your health because if they don't, it's not good for your motivation and it's not good for lots of other stuff. Folks, they are my top 10 tips for motivation. Today's episode is a, uh, a, a sad and exciting episode. On a sad point, I'm going to start there first. Uh, my team, who I have worked with for the last three years on real health, from the inception when I met Dara for the very first time in Trinity College to pitch the idea to him, uh, through to all of the amazing episodes that we put together. We've, we've traveled all around, the, all around the country and all around the world together to make some of the episodes that we've done. Uh, we are changing teams. Dar- the amazing Dara and Gav, who have worked with, with me from the start, are uh, moving on to greener pastures. And we have a new producer who is starting next week. So I want to take this opportunity to say thank you to Dara and to Gav, who have been incredible to work with. Um, they've been very patient with me, to say the least. I mean, my mad ideas that come at them every now and again. But they've been an incredible team. My goal for starting this podcast was to improve people's health. And both Dara and Gav came to that with the same goal. And they brought their professionalism, their skills, their, their tools, Dara in terms of production and Gav in terms of sound and making both those elements as good as they possibly could. And they've been amazing to work with. And guys, I will miss you very, very much, uh, to say the least. We have a new producer who is starting next week. Mary is our new producer. And we've got um, some amazing podcasts lined up over the course of the next four to six weeks already. And we are dropping as per normal every Thursday morning, as you know. I would ask you this. If you enjoyed what you listened to today and generally what you listened to, don't be afraid to rate and review on Apple if possible. That would be great. Every review helps and every rating absolutely helps people to tune in. Folks, you are listening to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Have a wonderful week. You know where we are, at Carl Henry PT on Twitter and on Instagram, realhealth.independent.ie. Have a wonderful week. Stay motivated to Gav, to Dara. One final, final thank you. Gents, you've been amazing to work with and I will certainly miss you. Slonga fall, folks, and we'll see you next week. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry.